eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For the third time, our favorite guest of the New England Hockey Journal, Mark Diver. Mark, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Very, uh... Well rested uh, from a weekend of uh, spent some time in the rinks, but not uh, not too much, nothing too stressful. So I'm good. Yeah, nothing like mm-hmm. nothing like being in the hockey rinks in the spring and summertime. Yeah, especially on like a beautiful day like yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to, you know, walking in there and kind of evaluating my uh, life choices. But uh, here we are. <laughs> I know you, you had the the Providence Bruins season and earlier than anticipated too right they were you know top seed all year and they get knocked off in the first round i'm always curious like there, there is value in those playoff runs for for the young players so like when they get knocked out what's kind of the reaction you know is it like a big letdown missed opportunity um for for them as well definitely i think they uh they don't uh and most teams in the american league they don't care about winning the Calder Cup. They're about developing players. And part of that, a playoff run it goes a long way in uh, you know, furthering the careers and the development of the young guys. Rochester's going through that right now. Buffalo has terrific prospects. You know, when you finish in last place like, you know, 15 years in a row, then uh, you get a lot of great draft picks and they they cashed in and they got a lot of really good kids in Rochester right now that are uh, involved in a deep playoff run. It would have been nice if Providence could have done that, but uh, you know, they, they finished first in the, in the uh, Eastern conference and they, they got a buy in the first round. So they had two weeks off between games and that, I mean, you can't really use that as an excuse, but uh, I'm going to use that as an excuse. Uh, They weren't, when they got back to playing games, they weren't, you know, where they should have been uh, if if they had started up right away after the season ended. So they paid the price, and uh, it was very disappointing to see them go out so quickly and to see just not good performances from from a lot of players. It was uh, too bad. Well, we we want to go through some of those players because obviously uh, Bruins are going to have a lot of turnover on the NHL roster next year, and – you know, some of some of these young guys are going to get a shot to compete for roster spots. And I'll start with the, you know, probably the most exciting name for fans. And that's Fabian Lysel, who is still, you know, their top prospect or 
him and Lorai, who we'll get to a little later. But, you know, you look at Lysel's season, and we know he had the disappointing World Juniors. Looks like his AHL production dropped off a bit after that as well. Just kind of where is he now after his first full AHL season, and how did how did he kind of finish up? Well, he didn't finish on a good note. Uh, he got knocked out by a concussion on a, a real cheap hit uh, in the playoffs. But he wasn't playing well at the end. Uh, yeah, after the World Juniors, his production fell way off. Um, and, you know, there people uh, – I hear people blaming it on fatigue, and he's only 19 years old. He had a long season starting back last July with World Juniors training camp uh, for Sweden. Uh, but, you know, just not uh, – He's got a long way to go in terms of um, developing the strength that it needs to play against men. I think it showed as the season went on, uh, you know, he was losing puck battles and his, his play on the wall was uh, was not where it, it's going to need to be because uh, of strength. Uh, he's a 19 years old. He's He's got a boy's body. He needs to, he, he needs to get some man strength. Uh, whether he can do that between now and the start of uh, camp this year is, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll be working on it, but uh, that is something that, that needs attention. Um, and I, you know, I just was, uh, frankly, I expected more out of him. I thought his numbers would be better. He had 37 points, which is, uh, you know, not bad for a, a 19 year old first year pro, but uh Somehow I expected a little more. Uh, and, you know, he could come come in next year and have a great year and, uh, you know, well, get the arrow pointing uh, straight up on his development. But uh, I would have liked to see a little more this year. Uh, but uh, we'll see. And so we have, we've had this conversation. I don't know if this is where you guys want to go next, but over the last week or so, maybe, pretty much since the season ended and we're getting into talking about the Bruins free agents. Um, we've been having this conversation about the fourth line and whether or not any of the fourth line, maybe besides Greer would be coming back to Boston. And if they had internal solutions for who they could elevate into one of those roles on the fourth line, I think in particular, it interests me whether or not they have a fourth line center that's ready to come up and, and take that fourth line center spot if Nosik um, doesn't get signed back. So in your mind, what are some of the players that are, are ready for kind of a big chunk or a big slate of games in Boston um, from their development that you've seen, especially if you want to start with someone that might be able to come in at center? Well, I'd start with Mark McLaughlin. Um, I think he uh, he could fill that role next year. Um, would he be as effective as Nosek right off the bat? Well, I don't know about that, but I think he could grow into it. And I think that's uh, you know maybe his his role going forward in the in the Bruins organization is as a fourth line guy, uh, center or possibly right wing. But I think he's effective as a center. Uh, he had a good year in Providence. Uh, he is what he is, right? I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna put up great numbers. Uh, he's not gonna play on the power play or anything like that. But he's a good penalty killer. 
He's good on on draws. He's just an effective uh, bottom six guy. I could see him in that fourth line uh, fourth line slot. Another another name people might think of for that would be Johnny Beecher. So I'm um, while like while we're here, I'm curious what you thought of him his first full season in the AHL. I think Johnny Beecher made a lot of progress in the second half of the year. Um, but I don't think he's NHL ready at this point. Uh, and who knows, maybe they, I don't know what they're thinking going into next year, but they may have to, you know, speed up his, uh, his timeline here, but I don't think he's NHL ready. Uh, you know, he had a good, a good finish. There were times in the first half of the season where, you know, it, he wasn't playing well. He wasn't very effective, but it got better as the year went on. Um, you know, watching New Jersey in the playoffs, a guy like Mike McLeod, uh, a, a kid who's a great skater, uh, as Beecher is, um, my thinking during watching McLeod was that if the Bruins, if, if Beecher could develop into a player like Mike McLeod, uh, and, you know, the fan base isn't going to want to hear this because uh, they'll say, well, Mike who? You know, is that what you want out of a first-round draft pick? Well, he's an effective, a very effective role player on a good NHL team. If the Bruins can get that out of, out of Johnny Beecher, I think they, they ought to be happy. Uh, now, can he, can he be that guy? Well, that, that's, a, that's a question. That's an open question. Um, I don't think he's as... Uh, physical as, as, as he needs to be. Um, he still doesn't, he still hesitates at times to use his speed. There's times when he can beat, a, it looks like he can beat a D wide just on speed. And he, for whatever reason, he pulls up a little bit and doesn't, uh, doesn't follow through uh, with, uh, with that speed all the way to the net. But things like that are fixable. Uh, you know, maybe as he gets more comfortable, he'll, uh, He'll just, uh, you know, put the pedal down all the time. Uh, but there were times this season when he did it, times this season when he didn't. He had a couple of fights in the second half of the season, which is not his game and it's not going to be his game. But you got to be willing to do it uh, at times, right? It doesn't mean that's who you are. It doesn't mean you're, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Reeves, but you got to be able to, if you're going to play a hard uh, bottom six role, you're going to be called on to fight at times. So I, I was encouraged by that. Um, you know, the thing, one thing with him is there's not a lot of offensive game there that I see. I think we saw that in at Michigan where he had, uh, you know, breakaways left and right and, and didn't, didn't finish on them most of the time. I don't think he's he's not going to be a scorer uh, as he as he moves up, but I think he can be an effective, you know, fourth, third or fourth line guy to start. And uh, but I don't think he's there yet. I think uh, I'd look for him to start in the American League next year and 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 see where it takes him. He could have a good first half and, and move up after that and and you know, maybe, maybe he finds his niche, but I, I would be surprised if he starts the year in the, in the NHL. 
Would it be that offensive side of his game? That's why you say he's not ready yet. Or is it like you said with Lysel, maybe he's not put on enough weight. Maybe he's not um, handling the physicality of professionals quite yet. No, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the physicality or the strength. He's mm-hmm. a big, strong kid. Uh, and he's put in his time, I think in the, in the weight room. Uh, it's more, more a mindset, uh, uh, an attitude that, okay, I'm going to be an NHL player. I'm going to do whatever it takes to be an NHL player. You know, I think uh, he still needs to get over that hump a little bit. So, Mark, the the leader in points for the Providence Bruins this year was, was Georgie Merkulov. And I believe it was 24 goals, 31 assists. 55 points in 67 games played. So, you know, we're not talking a point per game performance in the A, but obviously he was good enough to lead the Bruins in points. And what what are your thoughts on him? Is he somebody that could push next year? And, and what do you potentially see in him as a possible NHL ceiling and or maybe comparable? I think he could push. Um, uh, he, he was a very – I would say he was a very pleasant surprise. 50-some points as a rookie in the American League is, is good, is very good. Um, and, I mean, he was an effective player all season as, as uh, at the offensive end. And he uh, he worked at the defensive end. He's not a guy – sometimes you see guys come and uh, everyone knows they need to work on their 200-foot game, and, and they uh, they don't really do it. Uh, for whatever reason, Georgie, I think, made a lot of strides in uh, in his defensive play, in his overall play uh, all over the ice. He he was a lot better at the end of the year in his own end than he was at the beginning, and a lot of that was the work he put in. Uh, you know, watching video and focusing on those shortcomings that needed to be uh, needed uh, needed work. So. I think he'll push, uh, but I still I still think I'm always that guy that says more time in the American League is better. Uh, I think he'll push. I think he'll play NHL games next year. Um, I don't know if he starts the season in Providence in uh, in Boston. Part of that is that you know I don't know I don't expect Krejci and Bergeron to come back. Uh, you know. I don't think that's a that's a, I'm breaking any uh, any news there. I, I so there's there's two big holes at center. How do they fill those? Do they? Who knows what they're going to do? Right? We don't know what they're going to do. So maybe there's a maybe there's a slot for him if he has a good training camp. I don't know. Uh, for the player, I think I think he'd be better served by some time in the American League again uh, and. And see where that goes. Maybe by Thanksgiving he's ready to go up and, and be an effective player in the NHL. Um, as far as comparables, I don't really have a, a name uh, off the top of my head that, that he's uh, similar to. Uh, you know, I it occurred to me at times during the year that, you know, maybe he's uh, – there are some similarities between – David Krejci and him in that Krejci's not a burner. 
He, he's not a fast skater. Uh, he slows the play down. And Georgie does that too. He's also not a guy who, uh, I mean, his skating is fine, but he's not, uh, he's not uh, Jakob Lauko, uh, a guy who's just burning into the offensive zone with the puck. He, he's, a, he's a slow it down guy, wait for a guy that's open and then hit him with the puck. Uh, can he be like a second line center in the, in the NHL? Yeah, maybe, maybe he can, uh, but maybe lower in the, in the lineup is more realistic. Maybe third line, uh, and a power play presence. He's good on the power play. Uh, one thing that happened this year that was interesting is that, uh, when Vinny Letary went to, uh, got called up to Boston, and then immediately got injured uh, in his first practice. So he was out of Providence's lineup, obviously, and their big play on the power play was setting up the one-timer for Letary from the flank. With him not there, all of a sudden the, the, the play was to set up uh, Merkeloff with the, the one-timer, and all of, a sudden, all of a sudden here's this booming slap shot from the side Almost, uh, you know, not Pasternak-like, but uh, just a terrific shot, one-timer on the power play. He scored a lot of goals that way. And so without Letary there, that kind of opened it up for uh, for Georgie. But uh, I like him as a prospect. I think they, uh, I think they, they made a good move by beating a lot of NHL teams to uh, to get him last a year ago. You know, teams didn't weren't really aware that he was ready to come out, but uh, but he was, and I, you know, I think he, uh, I like him as a prospect. I think uh, I think he's going to be a player for them.